Hey everyone, this is Rudy, aka Professor Vide Veritas, welcoming you to the Heroes Die. Our last episode's pre-show discussion centered around magic and whether or not anything would make us believe it was real. This led me to another thought, which is, what is the purpose of the fantastic in an era largely ruled by reason? So, I thought I'd consult Professor Tolkien's seminal essay on fairy stories for his thoughts, and I'd like to share some of them with you. Fantasy is a natural human activity. It certainly does not destroy or even insult reason, and it does not either blunt the appetite for nor obscure the perception of scientific verity. On the contrary, the keener and the clearer is the reason, the better fantasy will it make. For creative fantasy is founded upon the hard recognition that things are so in the world as it appears under the sun, on a recognition of fact, but not a slavery to it. What do you think? Where does the fantastic fit into your day-to-day life? Do you find ways to exercise your creative powers? Send us a message on Instagram and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And now, please enjoy this week's episode of The Hero's Dog. Hey, everybody. How we doing this week? Terrific. Oh, really good. <laughs> I thought Rudy was going to say T-Rex. <laughs> T-Rex. He always does, and then we have to cut it out of each episode. t Ceratips. How you doing this week? Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. Love the ghastly, come bud. <laughs> uh, I got a question for you this week. I got a question for you this week. You can, uh, you can kind of draw a line from last week's to this week's pretty easily. Oh, uh, God. But what, what superstitions... Do you all participate in or believe in? Participate in? Does that include like Christianity? <laughs> you don't. You're not Christian, Morgan. You're just asking a hypothetical. I participate. Not I, anymore. I go to church with my mother every Morgan. year on Christmas when I go home. <laughs> Morgan this goes is, to this 8 a.m. the world's mass. first anti-Christian D D podcast. Here we go. Didn't say I believe that can't be it. true. I participated. I would I would say that that is a little further away from the kind of participation that I'm thinking of. I'll give I'll give the example that exists in my life. I'm like, oh, I'm not superstitious, and then I say the words "knock on wood," and I look around for wood oh, every time I do it. And if I don't see wood, I will knock on my head. You block and not in like a not in like a sometimes <laughs> not in a sometimes. Ben, what'd you say? You blockhead. Yeah, I I, I think that that's the reference. I think that's the reference. But I, I if I don't do that, I I am like bad things a happen. Little, a little worried. <laughs> it's and all gone yeah, downhill. That's when I, all the bad things in my life have happened. I avoid stepping on cracks to this day. Yeah, in the sidewalk. My mother's back. I listen. There have been enough injuries in the family. Um, I don't know if I'm superstitious about it, but when I was, it developed a, a certain behavior that I still haven't kicked. I, I that that is participating in a superstition for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Right there, that right. that is definitely that definitely qualifies for me. Yeah, I definitely the altar, baby. Mm-hmm. just had it the other week where I walked underneath a ladder. And I'm like, oh, I this didn't feel good, and it's for a couple reasons, of course, a potential danger, having something dropped on your head, or misfortune. Um, later on, obviously. But then I was also thinking it makes sense that uh, it also feels weird uh, for the sense of danger because I had a clock dropped on my head in in like fifth grade in class. The teacher was like replacing one of those big old clunky wall ones mm-hmm. and just like spilled it on my head right as I came in. Um, 
can't imagine but, how she must have felt as like a 27 year old teacher who thought she killed the kid. I was through. I'm fine. You walking <laughs> under a ladder when this happened. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Oh. So lesson learned too. Again, I've adapted my behavior. See, um, I actually don't know if the ladder thing. I guess like, is it a superstition or is it just like a really good rule? It just kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've definitely had shit dropped on me from ladders. <laughs> it is a really good rule, and I think that is why they tied it to a superstition. Mm-hmm. And you know, mirrors used to be super expensive. You break one of those, seven years bad luck. Don't do that. Yeah, seven years in the hole. Also glass. You're going to be paying that thing <laughs> off for a while. There's only one of these in town. Yeah. We have to wait for the tinker to come back through. <laughs> You're not going to gaze on our visage for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. Will Harold? The um, the example that came to mind immediately was, um, well, I used to have to fly fairly frequently for, for my job. And you would think that all those flights would make me eventually become comfortable with flying. Uh, I would. And the opposite, um, because I kept on thinking, oh, you've been lucky every other time, but this is, this is it. You're You're lucky game, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just just rational. Did you You touch the outside of the plane? Thank you, Sam. Your superstition is getting hammered before every flight? (laughs) Uh, My superstition (laughs) The ritual I will partake in. (laughs) Yeah. Like significant significant amounts of anti-anxiety medication have helped a lot. And I, and anyone who's listening, I strongly recommend talking to your doctor about it because it's a huge help mm-hmm. about flying. Yeah. So that's a bit of a phobia. Is there some... <laughs> well, no, no, what the superstition is, I don't know, just that I'm going to, I'm going to crash. I'm going to die in a plane crash, which is kind of really ironic when I die in a plane crash soon enough. You got to touch the outside, dude. That's the, that's the thing that keeps you from dying in a plane crash. You touch the outside of the plane and thank it for taking you. Oh, interesting. Well, that's Amelia Earhart. I saw pictures with her with hands on plane. Was she saying thank you? I don't know. Probably. Maybe she was saying, I'm the big, I'm the big energy here. You're carrying me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We should settle this once and for all. Amelia Alpha Heart is can, Sam. You know. Sam, can you get us in contact with the family, with the, the family of Amelia Earhart? Yeah, we have some questions for them. Have yeah, no problem. They're big fans. I bet they're ready to talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Morgan, I'm racking my brain. I'm sorry. I'm not a very superstitious person. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I will say break a leg to a fellow actor before a performance. Sure. Instead and of you, saying good luck, will you not say good luck? No, I'm I'm fucking sure I've said good luck too. Like, I've, does the like Macbeth that. thing you, annoy you? It does not. It annoys me when people bring it up. I say I, I I say Macbeth all the time. I'll say the Scottish play just so I don't have to say Macbeth over and over and over again. Sometimes for the sake of variety, because the yeah. play has another name. But no, I'm not superstitious about it. Well, no, I, I mean, it? like, does it annoy you that other people get testy about it? Yeah, definitely. For sure. Sure. Do you avoid saying it because of other people's reactions in playhouses? Or do you just, you don't, you, you're like, F it. No, but if someone gets testy about it, I'll go, sure. Sorry. <laughs> it's a Scottish play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all saving beans and, like adults. Stick pins into my little doll of them. You go home, you think about your little rule, memorize your fucking lines. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it's talk more about it's it. interesting, Morgan. It's usually in direct uh, causation between those two things, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. You don't want me to say that word. There's a bunch of words I'd love for you to be saying without the word line before them. <laughs> 
Oh, fuck. You got me there. Rudy? Okay, so just I had a lot of trouble with this, Sam, because I like I don't knock wood, don't throw salt, you know, don't really care one way or the other between break a leg or good luck. But just Googling the word superstition just to check on the definitions, the part that Can you send I, that to Will when you're done with it? Oh, does he not know? <laughs> Only phobia. No. Uh, no, I think the, of so, superstitions as like irrational thoughts. Well, well, here, here's not- the thing. Here's well, no, no, no. Well, here's the thing. So I think the part that I have the problem with that I don't connect with at all, like at any, really any, I really can't think of anything that I connect with on this is the widely held but unjustified belief in supernatural causation leading to certain consequences of an action or event or a practice based on such a belief. So, like, mm. I don't connect at all with the I need to knock wood thing. Like I really just genuinely don't ever have that reaction. Mm-hmm. Or like if I say Macbeth in a theater that it's going to affect the performance in a negative right. way. Now, the other side of this though, that I find interesting and I do find kind of comes up in my life just because like, you know, I have an extremely active imagination and I don't plan on getting rid of it anytime soon is the excessively credulous belief in and reverence for supernatural beings. And the way that I interpret that is I definitely in my own life, um, I, I take a lot out of, you know, like there's like, I think like there's a difference between like wearing a rabbit's foot because you want, uh, you're, you're afraid that you're going to crash your car. Um, that, um, it seems like so much of the second, the first definition of superstition is born out of fear and trying to control reality and the world around you yeah or stay out of the stay out of view of the fates stay yeah exactly stay away the fates stay away the big you know fist of time that's always coming for you mm-hmm. um the other definition of it <laughs> really, 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 really had a big <laughs> fisting gesture towards yeah. towards the, the camera <laughs> uh, time got me good <laughs> um you know but the other the other side of it that i find interesting and i find happens in my life is that you know this sort of reverence for the idea of the supernatural. Like, you know, like for instance, sometimes I'll wear uh, a St. Christopher medallion um, that belonged to my grandfather. I'm not Catholic. um, And I don't believe that the point of it is that it's going to keep me safe on an airplane, but it, I connect to it because it's this, this idea of like blessing travel, Mm -hmm. you know um, that notion that travel like journeys are important. Yeah. You know, that to me, I connect with a lot. Mm-hmm. I like um, to connect, like, Rudy, I think part of what you're pointing to that's, like, cool, right, is I like to connect to cultural mythos in in small ways throughout my day and my life. Like, any time that I see a, um, like, a fairy circle, right, I'm like, sure. 100%, fairies made that, fairies yeah. live there, I love this, moving on with the hike, right? Like, that's exciting because it's humanistic in that sense. There's a there's a guy who creates all he does is he makes little tiny and the reason I know it's a guy it's cuz I I caught him doing it one time but he just takes like little four or five miniature rocks and just stacks them all through Inwood Hill Park which is a few is a which is like 2 miles north of us here and I know it's a guy cuz I caught him doing it once yeah incredible but, incredible lead in <laughs> snuck up right behind him but anyway um camera no, but I take a picture of him blurry, but I, I saw, but I like those a lot because to me it makes being in that park different. Like it, it like creates this sort of, 
like I'm in the city and now I'm here. And it's just this kind of like miniature, you know, cave drawing, modern illustration of that, that I appreciate whenever I'm there. And so, you know, like those kinds of things, like that kind of like, um, like alter stuff and everything. I find that really fascinating and really interesting. It's, it's part of the reason why I love like visiting churches and stuff and visiting all kinds of different, uh, like religious buildings and stuff, because I find it really interesting to say how humanity has expressed its, um, wrestling with the unknown through architecture and, you know, the telling of the human story through architecture and art and symbolism and all these little like kind of games and trinkets and ideas that we've come up with that are more about elevating and trying to understand the human experience as opposed to trying to control it, which mm-hmm. I think is the whole, you know, horseshoes and um, broken glass, broken mirrors and avoiding cats and, and stuff like that. Day, it sounds like pretty humanist in, in a way, because it's like, you're not going to knock over those rocks because somebody put them there deliberately and it would be shitty to knock them over. Not because later that day you might fall down some stairs. Again, though, I think though, yeah, but like, that's like that kind of first definition of superstition, right? That it's about the causation. Yeah. That if, that if I knock over those rocks, it's going to change something. The reason I don't ro- knock over those rocks is because there's, I, I think they are sacred. They are done with a, I don't know what purpose they are there for because I'm not in the head of the guy that does it. But for me, they are sacred totems in that mm-hmm. forest. It's mm-hmm. not about causation. It's about not wanting to be correlated with being a fucking asshole. We're uh, scared of flying. The best Which correlation is, you know, causation <laughs> joke I could do. <laughs> and on mute because I was picking on him. Um, well, that doesn't dovetail super nicely, unfortunately, Rudy. Um, so the professor's pissing in a corner of this dungeon right now. He really had to go. You had a grease fire that I super overpowered, according to most of the internet, and you have defeated the three Zulgaths that came down that spiral staircase. There are some whimpers coming from the room south of you right now. Andruk, invisible, went and investigated it, got right up next to it, heard them coming from that room, and now y'all have finished that fight. Not invisible. Very quiet. I was silent. Oh, not invisible. Silent. Forgive me. Forgive me. Not invisible. Silent. What do y'all do now? Uh, Andruk, what say you? Uh, The professor sidles up towards him and, uh, uh, do you think we should go forward in this? I say we move on. Um, Let's let's get towards that, uh, that room. I'll go first. So Andruk heads south to just outside the room where the whimpers are coming from all alone, right next to the curtain, everybody else stacked up by the stones that are protecting the room you were just in. Just give us a wave if you're in danger. I will come the running. Because we can't hear you. <laughs> Did we not just... He's not silent <laughs> anymore. Eugene's only one minute long. Eugene's just Eugene's just encouraging them, like no 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 like fake him out if we pretend you can't hear him no, Eugene's convinced that there's properties down the hallway that have muted him he's gonna fall for it um, what do you Druk's, do Andrew? Druk's going to do something uh, probably stupid but he's just gonna like stand in front of the doorway and open the curtain and like prepare for 
um, de-escalation. Oh, Will's got a second character prepared. <laughs> I'd like That's to ready cool. the de-escalation action. Yeah, yeah. ready ready the de-escalation. Ready that ready that diplomacy roll. It's a two-action move. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. All right. So you reach out, and your hand touches the rich velvet curtain. As you do, a little prickling of static electricity runs up your arm raising the hairs along it. And you get a brief scent of ozone in your nostrils. This is harmless. No saves to roll, no nothing. You pull it back and you expose part of the room, which I will display for you right now. Not a lot going on in the 20 feet in front of you, but there is a rich drapery on the wall opposite you. Uh, there seems to be some like adornments here or there. It looks to be a finely appointed room as far as you can see right now. Drukul motioned to the crew that they can, they're safe to move up to the corner and then he's going to move further into the room. Mm-hmm. Spend will follow to the corner. Yes, the uh, professor will uh, follow along around the corner, so, tripping over the rocks. All right. Andruk heads a little further into the room, up to the first corner so that he can peer around it, further in. As you look to the west, you see a chamber that is crowded with furniture and luxuries. You see a massive four-poster bed at the center of the south wall, littered with colorful silk pillows. A nearby brazier gives off bright light and is surrounded by thick carpets. More pillows and crates overflowing with clothing in all styles and colors. To the east stands another brazier and a desk covered with papers, books, scrolls, etc. You also see a large wolf that you recognize as a blood wolf curled up in front of the four-poster bed. Next to the blood wolf, there is one of these crates that has a lid on it. And as you enter, boom, you see it get kicked off by two slippered feet. This is getting goofy. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Mm, kind of sexy. As the lid comes flying off, a tousled woman with blonde hair and blue eyes pokes her head out of the top and says, Thank the gods! And this is what she looks like. Blonde hair to the chin, sort of heart-shaped face, I'll give you a little shift Z on that token. Oh my god. That's a Morgan's type to a T. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. How the fuck did Laura Dern get here? Don't mm -hmm. you keep her name out of your mouth. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. I was just surprised. <laughs> Special guest star, Laura Dern. Thank the gods. Druke, what do you do? Freezes. Yeah, Druke is. This is not what Druke expected. He's not using hand signals anymore. Hi, Gloria. Hi, um, hi, pretty lady. <laughs> My name is um, is Andruk. <laughs> and and I'm here, and we're, and we're here to rescue you. Oh, he's for sure gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. At the road. <laughs> Thank goodness. My name is Sandra Maquin. Ah, I don't know exactly how long I've been here, but yes, I am ready to be rescued. 
Go on, dude. Talk to her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the four of our heads are stacked up on the wall on top of each other like a totem pole. Three Stooges style. (laughs) You got this, dude. (laughs) Dude, she's totally into you. Do you like dogs? Do you like dogs? dogs? Ask her about herself. If it's not clear, the artwork on this pawn is traditionally attractive. <laughs> or a turn. Especially to Will. <laughs> Did you, Will, was that, was that, was that canon that you asked her, do you like dogs? <laughs> Please God say it is. Of course. I said it in the character voice. Yeah. I was very careful about, about only saying things in character voice. Let him cook. Let to, him the, cook. to the audience at home, Will is flush and dripping sweat. <laughs> Eugene is going to look at the gang and go, oh, he's got this. <laughs> um. She looks. <laughs> Is it Detris? I bet it's Detris. <laughs> uh, she looks down at uh, at the wolf curled at the foot of the bed, uh, and says, "Yes, I do like dogs. This one, I believe, is uh, I think rather ferocious, but I haven't seen it do anything uh, particularly violent." Um, the little creature there, uh, and hey, what the fuck is that? That's a closet. <laughs> That's my son. <laughs> oh, oh, no, oh never <laughs> mind. Not interested anymore. Sorry. No, the the creature there. Um, it it I I've only seen it speak to the people who have imprisoned me. I it does have pointy teeth, certainly, but I I have not actually seen either of these creatures be violent. Ask her what she likes. Hold on. Um, you're friendly with wolves and quasits? No, I am not friendly with them. Um, I, my captors. Uh, are wolves seem... and quasits? No, they are. I, I don't know if the quasit is some kind of familiar or something, or the blood wolf seems to be more of a pet than anything else. Um Careful with the interrupting. You're losing ground, (laughs) Druk. You're losing steam with the creature talk. Move to another topic. So, like, um, what do you do for fun? No. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Bail. Bail. And and she she gets out of the crate that she's in and walks next to the blood wolf. The token says blood wolf. Uh, That is why they immediately know what it is. (laughs) The token says blood wolf, and I... Uh, much like the first time they met a blood wolf, have not changed the token. Um, my fault as a GM. But uh, yeah, so it just says blood wolf. There's no art, just says blood wolf. And uh, the, 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 wolf does not, the wolf does not really react to, to her moving. It just sort of shuffles a little bit, stays curled up. I'm, I'm forgetting my manners. My name is Andruk. I'm a, a brother of the Holy Spirits. Um, we're investigating this tower looking for a comrade of ours. Um, what what brought you here? Oh, uh, I... The, the, the tale of my arrival is somewhat spectacular. Um, I... Yeah, tell I, me your story. I am a professor uh, in Eskadar, and I, I came out to... There's a, a hermitage 
uh, of Gosra. I'm, I'm a scholar of religion, uh, specifically Gosra, and I came to uh, learn from the monks there, but things were weird and uh, uncomfortable. Um, the vibes were off. Yeah. The vibes were off, yes. Um, I met the, 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 the primary hermit, I, uh, Harlock or some uh, Harlock. Um, it's a bit of a contradiction in terms, right? The primary hermit. I know. Yes, oh they they kept God. going on about a non-hierarchical structure, but there was very clearly, you know, precedence. Condescend. Uh, that'll get her on our side. Jesus, <laughs> fuck! Someone else talk to her. This is uh, my actual internal monologue when I used to date. So great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Rudy. Well, thank God you don't have to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me. Um, but uh, then I, I left because, as you said, the, the vibes were off. Um, on my way out of the hermitage on the road, primary road, heading back to Eskadar, I was overtaken by an enormous Zulgath and her dinosaur. And she took me back here and, and put me into the custody of a, a tall woman, um, dark hair frankly beautiful and uh, the, the, she told me her name was Nemia um, I, I, and then they've kept me here they've asked me questions about Gozra they've harassed me I, I don't understand why I'm here uh, pardon me professor uh, I am also a professor a doctor of magic conjurer extraordinaire etc etc it's so good to meet a colleague out on these uh, dusty fields this is my uh, assistant Rutherford Rutherford yes, doffs nice. his little hat Nice to meet you both. Yes, um, yes. Our uh, animal I, is adorable, and I hope that we hear more from him. Oh, isn't he, though? Shut up, Sam. Anyway, <laughs> I, 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 must, I must question. Uh, I must... Uh, uh, one question, Professor. Uh, you mentioned that this tall woman that took you into captivity is named Nemia. Uh, we have encountered Anemia in our travels, and uh, she was not much taller than I, as I recall. Uh, am I right, gentlemen? Yes. yes. Uh, it's all know. a matter of perspective, of course. No, that's just objectively. <laughs> if she's about his height, no. she's about his height. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, no, um, I, she might I just be. Were you being polite? I get it. No, I get it. No, I, I, um, I've I, heard it all before. I know she was just. She was taller than me, and uh, I, I, I don't know. Nemia, it's not a particularly common name, but I, I were there rats I, I like everywhere. No, there, there were, there were no rats. Uh, we are all striking out. How now? Uh, could you, could you? Get, I'm just, I, I, I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything in your description of her, Sam. Is she like human sized or is she halfling sized? She's a human. She's a human. Uh, she, she appears to be. She, she appears to be. She appears human, to be human, human sized. You know, you, you can't okay. like see that her ears are not pointed. But right, is our memory of Nemia correct, Sam? Yes. Okay. Okay. Back in. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, this is a uh, frankly disturbing information. We knew her to be a shapeshifter. By gum, you've got it. Potentially. Yes. Uh, how, how and how long have you been entrapped in, in here? Uh, I uh, weeks, I think. Weeks. Um, I, how I much of that had... time spent in this crate? Uh, very little. I'm, I was, I was just put in the crate. Um, when the commotion just happened, I, I believe a fight occurred near here, and I was shoved in the crate. The lid was stuffed on. Um, I was able to shake it, 
off and, and, and free myself. Um, so do you like like crates? Uh, like is that oh, just... dear lord. While Andrew continues asking these questions, can Eugene detect magic? Yes, you detect magic, and there is magic in the magic pings in the room. Hmm. Spicy. Professor Sendrit, you said you first came to the area from Eskadar uh, as a, a research project, I suppose, about Gozra, which I would love to talk yes. to you about more later, but uh, maybe not the most pertinent thing right now. No, um, yes, of course, I, I would love to. It is my passion. Uh, yeah, well, it's connected to me. Um, in any case, why did they take you prisoner? I don't know. Um, I was traveling alone. I was on horseback. Um, Surely Nemio was... or one of these others asked you questions. There's been interaction. You said they've been in and out. What what has that, that has consisted been... of? No yes. indication of why they kidnapped you? They've asked me questions about Gothra, the, the, the Lord Zulgrath, Ashad, Asha something. I don't know. She was so stinky. Uh, she just said that <laughs> God, <Morgan. laughs> oh, God, you, you drew the little stinky lines and everything. She, um, she, I, she, I seemed to be a victim of circumstance or something. I, I don't know. And then she brought me to Nemia. She said she came from the Hermitage. Uh, I, and then Nemia kept me here. I, I don't, I don't have any idea why I have been prisoner for so long. And when you say Nemia kept you here, when was the last time you actually saw Nemia? I uh, just moments ago. <laughs> uh, hmm. Where was she? Is she? Uh, she stuffed me in the crate um, several minutes ago. We heard a fight, and she said uh, something about needing needing to go. Um, you stay right here. Put me in the crate, and then booked it. As they say. <laughs> Everyone says that. In yeah, Eskadar, for sure. That's that's what they yes. say. Then, yes, of course. She, as, a, as a professor of letters, of course they would say book it. Yeah. And then she really hauled ass out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My immersion. <laughs> Where did they go? Uh, out the curtain. I, I have not really been permitted very far beyond these confines. Can I roll a society check? Uh, yeah. For vibes? Can, yeah, right. Can I roll a, a perception check for vibes? Perception check for vibes? Absolutely. I have a 28 on society vibes. What What are you trying to learn? If, if does she, uh, I think if I'm she trying seems... to... I'm trying to suss out, like, do you seem like the person you say you are? Like, do you seem professorial to me? Um, are you nervous? Like, I know this isn't a sense motive check, but I feel like society has some amount of crossover with just like fitting uh, so, tropes. So like, right. So perception is generally what opposes like a deception check if they're lying. And I think what I'm hearing from you is you'd like to use society as like opposed to a deception check in this case, or if it's, if, if they're straight up, then it would just be like, can you recognize the signs that they're being straight up? Right? Yeah, like exactly. You're substituting it for the perception that would... Okay, I'm, like, yeah. I'm looking for, like, the bearing, right? That, that sense of, like, is this person the social stature that they claim to be? Do I believe that? Yeah, absolutely. Got it. So, Sam? Yes. Quick, quick rules check. Sense motive, just so you, uh, you may already know. 
and it's you. You do a secret roll against their deception DC. Yeah, I I am aware of that. Okay. You know what? I I you know sometimes the secret rolls thing. Let's have a little fun. Let's let's have you guys not be sure what you rolled. Cole, what's your what's your bonus to society? I know you I know you just rolled it. I don't mean to to walk that back, but let's. Oh, Cole's piss. Thanks, Rudy. That was such a fun natural twenty to have for like a minute. Um, I don't want to get dinged eight. by all the people that are going to be mad at us. They're don't so worry. mad. They're no, going to yell I, at I me. That... I'm the rules lawyer here. <laughs> there, there's a lot of there's a lot of secret checks that we walk past, yes. but yeah. I think that this bizarre situation benefit would benefit from secret checks. So I have a plus eight to society. Okay. Plus ten to perception. So plus ten to perception. All right. Sorry, Cole. That's okay. That's the way it goes. You're right. Fuck. Fuck. I'm always fucking up. Stupid. 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 God damn. I cast harm on myself. No, that's a bad <laughs> Sorry. So from the society check, the, the clothes are certainly rumpled. You know, it's hard to imagine exactly what a scholar w- would, the, like what they would wear. There's not a lot of coming from this, like after two weeks in captivity. But the comportment seems in line with somebody of education in the Eskadarian world. Andruk, you're not sure you're getting the whole story here. You know, I'd, I'd say that I'm a dog person. Um, and the thing about dogs is that they always, they have a sense, right? And it makes me a little uneasy that a blood wolf is so comfortable next to you. Can you uh, tell me a little bit more about why you're here? I'm here because I was taken. Um, I don't know why the wolf is. I don't know why the wolf is comfortable around me. I've been here for weeks. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. It has been very scary. And uh, as she starts to break down, she's coming towards you. <laughs> why don't you? Can you just. Stay where you are. This man is going to unsheath his hammer. <laughs> Claude. No. Excuse me, Claude. Eugene's ready to cast Grease. <laughs> <laughs> he, well, he has been for a while, but for different reasons. He reason. hit Claude. <laughs> Claude. Claude comes into the, into the room. We want to help you, but some things about your story aren't adding up. I'm just... I don't think you're a real professor. What can I tell you? (laughs) What can I tell you? And she takes a step forward. I wish you'd asked an easier question than that. Yeah, right. (laughs) Just hold on right there. I think that you can understand that we're... We we need to take precautions here. Please stay where you are. Yeah, she's... She's five feet away from you, Andrew. (laughs) I... I don't... I have been here, and I have been trapped, and I am just so glad that you are here. Have you seen a? Have you seen a dwarf? Throw her arms around you in a zero percent. Absolutely, I did it. All right, go for initiative. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, Sam, that was so scary. <laughs> I was listening to it just to picturing what she was doing. <laughs> it's so scary. 
another two. Honest to God, Rudy, get new dice. <laughs> get so dice. Get dice. He's so pissed. <laughs> I like. You're a spellcaster. We yeah, really need you to go history. to go Rolling early. D twenty six. Rolling D twenty one. Rolling D twenty nine. I cannot sympathize at all with low rolls in a digital machine. You own dice, Rudy. You know where they are. I know. I know. Dog, I think you only have one rolling D twenty that's over two digits. <laughs> In the past, like, right, we can look this up. Play. Like, literally, no, like, we can we look don't that have up. to do this. Yeah. <laughs> we right now, we're in the, the middle record. of a combat. Let's not talk about who's rolling what. No, but actually, looking at the history, he's rolled above 10, like, twice in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, the answer's simple you're all cheating. <laughs> yeah, that's how statistics work. <laughs> I'm the only one playing honestly. You can tell. I, the person deviating from the meme. (laughs) All right, everybody's in the initiative tracker. Eugene at 28, Sven at 25, Andruk at 22, Leighton at 17, The Professor at 9. However, Sendra Macquin is going to go first. She throws her arms around Andruk in what appears to be a hug. Getting that will save ready. That is a 31. <laughs> to hug? Will's to really blushing. To grapple? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's athletics, is that right? Will, how high are the I walls think around going your against heart? your fortitude, DC. Fortitude. Okay, here we go. Uh, 18, so yeah. there's. I, I couldn't have passed that. That was always going to be a failure. 18. Critical All right. failure. Critical failure. As she throws her arms around you, she plants one on you. Oh, no. And she finds your mouth with hers, despite your resistance. And I'm going to need a will save. 23. Ooh. 23. All right. You are drained one. Oh, no. And you take... Nine points of damage as you feel your life force drained through your lips into her and she breathes in your energy. You also, in your head, are like, all I want to do is keep kissing her. Oh. This is high school all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible kiss, taking a lot out of me, but all I want to do is keep kissing her. And you, you put your hands on her hips and you lean in to the kiss, ready to keep going. Oh, we'll give you some room. Then (laughs) Ben starts walking. So so I guess... So I guess that other wailing voice was Detris then, huh? Oh, boy. (laughs) Mechanically, you are under a suggestion to keep engaging in acts of passion with her. Is that a quote? Or was that a little creative license? Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Because passion can be angry. They can be crimes of passion. (laughs) Yeah, it 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 is acts of passion of this manner of physical engagement. Okay. Is what we are talking about. You are not going to run to the desk and begin writing sonnets in Sandra Macquin's Sandra Macquin's name. And, and Sam, to be clear, that that mechanic is from the spell, right? 
It is from what just happened. Okay. How does this interact with Andruk's kinks? <laughs> um, Boy, I've got answers. I want to listen to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's a question. That's honestly a question for Andruk right now. Got it. Yeah. You're pretty into BDSM, right, Andruk? I think this is no, fine. Start honestly, swinging. I, I, like, I don't. Think, ah. I don't think Druk is. I don't think he's. I don't think he's. I think he's a little bit more vanilla. Mm-hmm. No. Not anymore. I think, I think he craves. Um, you know, validation and and like praise, and so like I think I think he would be really mu- much more into just general positive talk. More positive talk. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot yeah. harder to fight back with positive talk in this case. Yeah, right. my kink is positive talk. Next up, Eugene. I mean, Eugene, what you doing? Well, having just learned things he'd hoped to never learned about one of his teammates, he's going <laughs> to cast grease. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird reaction to that. I think. <laughs> oh, I thought we weren't shaming people's reactions to things. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just let's just do this. Yeah, he's gonna cast grease right there. Um, okay, then... you're casting a grease in the ten foot square uh, around her, but excluding Andruk. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, yeah. I mean, if the blood wolf in the closet somehow became hostile, who knows how. Um, it would have to go through that crease, I guess. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then Eugene is going to just move uh, 10 feet away from the bads. Away from the bads. Got it, got it. That's his turn. That is indeed Eugene's turn. Sven, you're up. What's going on? Uh, Sven is going to try to break up this kiss by burying his hammer in her head. Uh, he's going to run up and double swing on her. Okay. Uh, oh, that's a 20, boys. On the die? <laughs> yep, Come 20 on, on the die. Uh, oh. Yeah. How's a 32 sound? 32. It's a crit. <laughs> oh, it was already a crit because it was a natural 20. This is going to fuck on Druk up for years. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't hit his lips. Weirdly also like high school for me. I don't know. <laughs> Lots of weeping. <laughs> Will had his first kiss in shop class, and then somebody with a hammer just came rolling up. Uh, Crazy Mikey. That'll be 28 points of damage. 28 points of damage. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's for real, for real. My goodness. Your friend in mine, Svend, coming to the table. Bang, bang. Excellent. 28 points of damage. Big blow Uh, to the noggin there. And you've got another slice. Yeah, 26 to hit. 26 to hit. That is a hit. Yes. Not as great. Uh, That will be six points of damage. Six points of damage. Oh, and also I didn't roll the reflex save for Sendra, but I think I got that. Uh, Yeah, that's a 20, Morgan. It's good. All right. So she stays on her feet despite the grease. Um, And how much damage was that on the second hit there? Uh, Six points of damage. Six points of damage. Definitely coming in stronger with that first one, but you've moved, attacked, attacked on Druk. You're just going to keep smooching. Okay. Do I get to roll a save or any kind? No? Mm-mm. Okay. You are un- you failed You failed that save until her next turn. Huh. Yeah, until that act is complete. It is, uh, it's, it's, it's a tough one there. Uh, all That's right. Just, I'm just going to say Druk is not very experienced and it's not... This is not a flattering look for him, for the rest it's of you. 
It's not a nice kiss. It's Do we see a, her tongue poking around in his cheeks? <laughs> she's not the problem, is I guess is what I, is what I'm going to say. I think that he clearly is figuring stuff out on the fly. <laughs> yeah. He's so embarrassed he's taking damage. Is that what we're <laughs> literally dying of cringe? Yeah. All right, <laughs> uh, Leighton. Before you can act, the Blood Wolf, seeing a fight going on, stands up as one action and then moves through the grease to get up in Sven's grill. We're going to see how they do on their reflex save there, Morgan? I believe so. I'll look, I'll look it up, but I don't know. No, yeah, no, it's got to be. Oh, Wheel. no, that is a 14. <laughs> Slippery wolf. Goodbye. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, that's not great. Um, is its final action, so it, it stood up, moved, fell, stands back up as its final action. The blood wolf is there. Powerful use of the spell Grease once again from Morgan. Um, obviously, if you light it on fire, it will not be on fire, dealing damage for five rounds again. Uh, if you do want to do that again, we'll see how it goes, but it's going to be a little bit closer to what happens if you throw an oil flask on the ground as opposed to the incredibly powerful wall of fire that I have been ruling it as. Leighton, you're up. Okay, Leighton is going to say to Claude, uh... Oh, it's pretty jammed up in there, buddy. Maybe cover our backs. Um, and Claude is going to turn himself sideways so that nothing can get past him through this hallway. Okay. Resolutely. Leighton, for his part. Sam, from here, would you say I can, like, see around that corner? Um, you are right there at the corner entering the room. Uh, no, I'll say that if you want to if you wanna uh, cast something over there, you're going to have to take a step into the room. Fair enough. Okay. In that case, Leighton is going to slide down next to the professor and Eugene in the back line and lob a frigid splash over the top. So can I get some reflex saves, please? I'm targeting yep. the blood wolf in the back there. Targeting the blood wolf in the back oh, there. All right. Nope, I'm sorry. Not reflex saves. I make an attack roll. You make an attack roll. Yes. Fuck me. Okay. Uh, 14 to hit the stupid wolf. 14 to hit the stupid wolf. That is not enough to hit the stupid wolf. Okay. Then I guess nothing happens. Yeah, I think if you miss, there's no splash. Is there automatically one point of splash? That seems... No, it says if you hit, you deal 1d6 acid, or 1d6 cold damage plus one splash cold damage, but that's if you hit, and I don't hit. So You don't hit. That right. is the end of Leighton's turn as he wings that overhead. Sadly. Sadly. Hmm. All right. The closet flying over the blood wolf uh, is going to look at actually no it doesn't go there is going to uh, fly behind the blood wolf and is going to cast a spell at Sven. Sven I need a will save ooh not very good that will be a 12 or uh, a 14 a 14 oh let's see you are frightened too oh, as the closet casts fear in your direction. So take a minus two to pretty much everything important. Everything important. Amazing. Okay. The professor, you're up. That is the closet's turn. What do you do? The professor is going to attempt to cast Dispel Magic to dispel that effect from Sven. You're going to attempt to cast Dispel Magic to dispel fear. Yes. All right. 
Oh, we'll take a quick look at Dispel Magic. It's a lot simpler than it used to be. Look up, Sam, for you, look up Counteract. Okay, Counteract, Pathfinder. I'm yep. also realizing I have Bravery, which... Um, oh, am uh, I about to blow, burn a spell on something I shouldn't? Not necessarily. In addition, anytime you gain the Frightened Condition, reduce its value by one. Because I had gone back and forth between, since both of our fighters are fucked now with spell shit or whatever, who I was going to cast this on. I'll say this. You know that Sven is not frightened too. He's frightened one because he's not behaving super scared. Okay. Um, but I'm going to say this is your call. We're not doing a committee here. Okay. So your call. Then I shall cast it on Andruk. Andruk. All right. To dispel suggestion? Yeah. To get him out of the, the zone of just trying to suck face. <laughs> All right. You know, get him out of the old fucking shoving the tongue down the throat. You know what you I know mean? What, Rudy, why Good luck, brother. On, Good luck, brother. Good luck. it on Sven. Oh, God. Okay. So it's it's not a smell? Is that what you're saying? Just be honest. <laughs> Tell me the truth. It's a yes or no question. Don't you, it's a spell don't you or it's lie not. to me? I don't need all this reading. I just need answers. <laughs> Stop it. Um, no. I. It's an audio medium. What? It, how does count? How would counteract? You want to dispel magic? Yes. Okay. What does that go against? If it's a spell, use the caster's DC. Okay. It's not a spell, but it does have a DC. The GM can also calculate. Uh. Uh. Well, here's the thing. When attempting to counter. Uh, let's see here. If you're counteracting an affliction, perhaps, the DC is in the affliction stat block. If it's a spell, use the caster's DC. The GM can also calculate a DC based on the target effects level. So here's the deal. It's not a spell. It's more like an innate ability, like a supernatural ability. And I have the DC for that. And it's magical. I it's 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 magical. So you can try to dispel the magic that is coursing through this fantastic kiss. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so you you make a roll. All right, here we go, boys. That is a twenty. That does not ah, counteract damn. the effect. Fuck, it's worth a try. Yeah, it it does seem to be like a, a yeah an, an average roll there. I can see in roll twenty, so a ten, an average roll, not cutting it with this, not cutting it. That is the end of round one. Oh, I had one more action, but fuck me, yeah. Oh, you, we, oh, yeah. No, why don't you use it? Why don't you use that action? Uh, yes, the professor will then um, attempt to demoralize. Uh, oh, it doesn't look like it has a range. I think, yeah, I think as long as they can see Oh, it's within hear. 30 feet. It's within 30 feet. Mm-hmm. You can attempt to demoralize. You, you're, you're looking to do a demoralize check? Yes, but I want to make sure that I am... Okay, I'm going to try it on the quonset. On the quonset? On the quonset. And this is going up against their will DC or their... Yes, their will DC. Will DC, got it. Here we go. Oh. Uh, that is a uh, 15. 15, not going to cut it. What do you do, Professor, so, knowing so that the, it fails? Uh, the, the Professor, uh, the professor uh, tries to cast the Dispel Magic using his uh, various charms and and uh, hand motions to dispel the suggestions and 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 uh, sees that it uh, <laughs> doesn't work and and so therefore looks to the closet and says you there stop flying around and attacking these people and go back to your corner oh sorry i just got a 
<laughs> a <laughs> Pulls out his little uh, vocal spray. <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Drat. All right, that is the end of round one, the top of round two, as the professor is not quite able to make anything stick. We are back to the top of the order. It is Sendra's turn. And Sendra has a decision to make. And... Oh. Is it just whether or not she wants to go to second base, or...? It's just like high school all over again. <laughs> this is no way for a professor to behave. She's going to choose someone else. I can tell you right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sendra is going to disengage oh god with Drew. <laughs> and oh, takes god. a it's over not again step back. Oh, oh this is even worse oh no there'll be plenty and of creatures in the sea raises her hands and looks at Svend and says I need your help Svend give me a will save <laughs> oh god she's vile passed him by oh okay that is a 20 on the die. And see, this is what happens when you use real dice. It works incredible. Oh, you, you uh, lucky. For a 28, yeah, yeah. Son, it doesn't matter. Uh, 20 is an automatic success. Automatic Could be anything. Success. You can't see it, Sam. <laughs> Minus and, 10, uh, we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, can I, can I, sorry. I, I want to spend heart in a cage. Yeah, what, is, what is Sven's reaction to this? Because I, I really want to know what a natural 20 to this, like, like outreach looks like. Mm-hmm. From Sven. <laughs> um, boy, yeah. Let's see. Uh, so she she hasn't approached him yet, right? Like mm-hmm. she hasn't actually stepped up. No, I can't tell you how bummed I am right now. But go on, please. Sven just turns to Andrew, looks him dead in the eye, a small tear misting. I would never do that to you, Drew. <laughs> 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 She will be yours to be you. Directly after hitting her in the top of the head with a warhammer. <laughs> What's left of her, that is. Bro code, I get it. I get it. Ridiculous. Oh, uh, that is Sendra's turn. Eugene, you're up. Uh, oh, did boy. she roll a reflex save moving through the grease? Yeah, she moved through the grease. Guard is dead. Got it. Okay. Eugene is... Uh, gonna use wild shape and turn himself into a bear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess, yeah, he's just gonna move five. Actually, hmm. He's not gonna go into the grease. He's gonna approach the bads, but he's gonna stop right here in that square. Yeah, stopping his- ten feet away from the grease, right behind Sven and Andruk who are the front line. That'll be his turn. All right. Spend. You got a bear at your back. You got to be feeling good about that, bud. What do you do? Yeah, I feel real good. He's going in the grease. Mm -hmm. Steps in. Guarded step. You can take a guarded step in. Perfect. We love it. Uh, Guarded step in, and he's going to double slice. Mm -hmm. Wants her down. Uh, Not amazing. Uh, 20. 20. Heard. Does not hit. Fuck. Second one. How about a 22? 22 hits. Found it. Uh, Very nearly. So dumb. <laughs> <still> two options. <laughs> Found it. <laughs> right around here. 
<laughs> uh, for five points of damage. Five points of damage. Oh, oh. Yeah, the hammer, she's able to duck, but the sickle does find purchase, creating a gash along her arm. That is Sven's turn, stepping into the grease, mixing it up. Andruk, what do you do? You feeling a little bashful? Feeling a little rejected? Druk's hurting. Yeah. Yeah. He's not the like most experienced person in the world, and... Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're ten, there's some part of him that thinks that he must have done something wrong. But there's another part of him which wants to shoot, air, shoot arrows into people. So mm-hmm. he's going to take out his bow and get into point-blank stance. Mm-hmm. And then, One, two. Fucking Chad. And then uh, shoot at Sandra. How healthy do you think this behavior is like right now just like, like it's a little toxic <laughs> <laughs> i'm really i'm looking back over it and i think i did admit that <laughs> i think that it's not the healthiest response at the same time he's a half orc and there's a blood wolf and a closet in the room mm-hmm. and so i don't know if i can judge as a as a human being what what Druk's response would be yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely. Is he taking care of himself right now? I don't know, but you are drawing your bow. You're in point blank shot and or point blank stance, and you're gonna you're gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot. And she did suck nine points of health out of your fucking mouth too. So and you know emotionally in a bad way with magic yeah. in a bad yeah, right, way. Right? Yeah, there's that's a, true. In a I bad think way. Could no, there's be a good a, there's way. A, yeah, yeah. But in a bad way. Certainly. For sure. Um, is a thirty-two do it? <laughs> yeah, thirty-two yeah, is yeah. great. <laughs> I think oh. we're close. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> we found it. Seems like maybe Andruk feels fine about this choice. <laughs> How does a 19 damage back. sound? Oh. 19 damage. Oh my goodness. Still up. Still up. And that's the end of your turn. Andruk lashing out in the face of rejection. It is the Blood Wolf's turn. It is standing in Greece. It could move, but it's Didn't not it going fall? to. It is going to. It did. And then it stood back up with its third action. I missed that. Thank you. Yep. Stood up, moved, fell, stood up. <laughs> it's yeah. going to attack Sven. Sven, coming at you. Oh, brother, I want this to hit so much. So much. And we're going to use. Are we going to switch up die? Yeah, we're going to switch up die. Oh, God. Gosh, golly, we're going to use the big one. We're using the big one. Why do we use the big one? Why do we use the big one? It's going to roll a three. We all knew that. Why do you roll the fucking big one? But, you know, there's not much we can do here. So. All right. uh, That's not going to cut it, I don't think. Spend that is going to be a no. 18 to hit. No, sorry. No, doesn't doesn't do it. Sven, you were frightened on the Quasit's turn. So you, you're frightened one. So your, your AC still doesn't hit, right? Yeah, still doesn't. All right. All right. That's so an attack. An attack. We'll roll for that natural 20. We'll roll for that natural 20. Don't get it. That's a miss. That is the Blood Wolf's turn. Leighton, you're up. Uh, Leighton, having lost entire confidence in his ability to aim, goes back to the old favorites. And can I get a reflex save from Sandra and the Blood Wolf, please? Sandra and the Blood Wolf, of course. All right, that's a fail from Sandra. Oh my god, this dice is ice cold. Terrible, terrible, terrible. 
Blood Wolf's reflex save is, oh brother, uh, 16. Two fails. Fail, fail. So Leighton raises his hands. Uh, actually, I might have a crit fail for you. Is that relevant? Uh, I, well, what's the number? Oh, is, is, is it Griffith? Yes, it's a basic reflex, so it would be double damage. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, 19, 19 is the DC. Okay, hits it. Hits it. Uh, hits it with a two on the die. Ah, uh, bummer. Yeah, not, so not, not, a, not a crit fail. Not a crit fail. Uh, raises his hands. The lightning arc jumps between them, lances out over Sven's head, strikes both of them for nine points of damage. And then can I roll a knowledge check on Sendra to try to figure out what we're dealing with here? Yes, you can. Why don't you give me a religion roll to see if you can figure out what's going on with Sendra? All right, that's a 20. 20? That is not going to cut it. You're just not sure. It, 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 there's a lot of weird stuff going on. The kiss, who knows? Who knows right now? What else you got? Oh, you is that a two-action spell and a recall knowledge? Yep, and Claude is uh, blocking things up in the hallway. Claude is blocking things up in the hallway. Yes, indeed. All right. We got your friend in mind, the closet, up next. What, what do we think they're going to do? You know what? Shroom. The closet is no longer visible, and we will see what happens with them next turn. The professor, you're up. Wow, that was a psych out. It's like next turn, next week. What? What's going <laughs> I on? We were too. I was like, <laughs> eh. oh. the professor will uh, summon a flaming sphere onto our uh, friend uh, Sendra. Onto Sendra Square. All right. Yes, and we'll see if we can't send her. Nice. That's nice. Cr- that's crushed you, That's good work, man. Thank you. <laughs> you got to be ready with that oh. stuff. You know? Well, no, actually, you give me a reflex. <laughs> Why am I rolling? Shut up. <laughs> Would you all just shut up? How about that? How about well, that? Say it for the listeners. What did you roll? Or what did no. the computer roll for you, Rudy? <laughs> yeah, Rudy, why don't I just use your roll of <laughs> shut up. a two? <laughs> I was in another tab. I hadn't seen how poorly that went. <laughs> two, five, ten. Oh my two, god! I nine. rolled a three on my. I gotta. I gotta get rid of this die. I gotta get rid of this die that uh, I purchased. Was that big die? Yeah. That was big die that I purchased to kill all of you. That sucks. Um, I will yeah, tell you what that is right now, because a reflex save brings that up to a spicy fifteen. Oh, I'm so sorry. That won't pass. Oh, that's terrible. And uh, we'll give you 3d6 there. Oof. That's uh, eight points of fire damage. Rudy, you keep using this digital roller as long as you want. <laughs> all right? This I is insane. insane. You know I know that's it. You know what? Fuck you, dude. Fuck all of you. How about that? I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Not changing our tone. I'm not. I'm not paying attention anymore. I'm going through the Arby's thing that we got going on in the chat log now. Do whatever you want. Kill the professor. Kill Rutherford. Good stuff. You're fuck. gonna have a good time. I don't no give way. a fuck. Rutherford. Who? <laughs> How can you kill that which does not live? All right. That's the end no. of round three. And I've got one last action. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's got to roll that fucking die one more time. (laughs) I'm going to do an intimidate on the blood wolf. (laughs) At this point, it feels like you're just trying to get it out of your system. The halfling sorcerer is going to intimidate the blood wolf. It's a 23. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's a 23, but doesn't demoralize depend? It has the, the verbal trait, right? Or something? Mm. Linguistic, I think, is the thing that would be. Let's see. Auditory concentrate emotion fear. If the target does not understand the language you are speaking or you're not speaking a language, you take a minus four circumstance penalty to the check. So we will... Oh, that's a shame. I mean, like, there's other ways to be intimidating them with the words, There's a, guess, there's a but... feat for that, though, Rudy. Oh, I see. I got you. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck it. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> no, I can tell. Demoralized himself. Whatever. I can tell you don't care. I'm demoralized. The <laughs> um, roll actually succeeded, after all. And that's, and that's going up against its will DC? Yeah. Yeah. It's a success. All right. <laughs> hey, all right. Hey, yeah, man, that 13 really paid off for you on the digital roller there. Nicely done. Nicely done. And you all could see it. His first roll above 10 in three weeks. So all right. I, I rolled a 10 literally minutes ago. I said above 10. I said above, above 10. 10. Literally. Oh, that's true. That's literally true. minutes ago. It's not the flex you think it is regardless. You can... <laughs> just uh, just uh, mute myself here and turn off my camera. No. Oh, no. Uh, so, so the professor. Um, I think. I think what the idea is that the professor, uh, when he when he shot the uh, the flaming sphere at Sendra, that the flames on the side of it like burst up like really high and uh, freaked out the wolf. All right. Yeah, and maybe you like curled them over yeah. towards it. That is excellent. I'm going to get you a token for that fire. It is Sendra's turn, and you know what? We're going for it. She. It's like, no, please, please. <laughs> I'm just so glad you're here. And her no, don't arms be desperate. reach around you. And that is a 33 to grapple. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, I be- yeah, that will grapple. That'll grapple? <laughs> yeah. I am grappled. She then smooches you. Gosh, she just... Her lips find yours and... She breathes in some of your life essence. God, does Druk see streaming down Sven's face? I'm Druk, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to need therapy after this. You take 10 points of damage. Okay. And you are drained one. Okay. Give me a will save. Not very good. That's going to be a 13. All you want to do is keep smooching. And you will next week. We we do sound effects of just like wet sloppy kisses over the camp. Yeah, just some really nice ASMR. Hubba, hubba, hubba.